Yo, Kyle, you're behind barbecue, home of the green chili bacon rub. You are now tuned in to grab them by the brisket. Come on, man, grab them by the brisket. I love the uh, Brady Bunch style intro where everybody is just doing their own little thing on the squares on the side. Um, Can we like look like they do? Does it look like I'm looking at James? R right. No. I no? think you have to turn to your left or right. That would. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's different on mine, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So we had a little, uh, little bit of a uh, technical difficulties. Jan's over there at uh, home base. Jan, can you hear us? Are you coming in? <laughs> are you frozen? <laughs> Live from the Batcave. Yes, yeah, I am here at home plate watching the bar. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I'm also watching the 52 inch uh, flat screen and the cooler, which is 17 feet behind me. So yes, yeah, I, Jan's I, doing okay. I Over think this out. was Jan's plan all along, so he can continue to watch the game. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon, Matt's going to have technical difficulties, and he's be like, uh, "I got to go um, look at." Help Jan. I'm recording in help my Jan out real quick. Yeah, game room there. Yeah, is, this, is this coming in? It sounds like it's like not working or it's not, it's, mm -hmm. it's not sounding good. Okay. All right. So, hey, welcome to the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of different uh, podcasts out there that you guys can be checking out, and you uh, chose us. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, so, earlier this week, we saw Mattress Mac get a little, uh, little gangster. Um, Obviously, our home base is here in the Houston area, and we're quite familiar with Mattress Mac. And so, and I know Mattress is is big all across the country because he's known for all these big bets that he puts down mm -hmm. uh, on his hometown teams and and other teams in the in the state or whatever. But uh, did y'all see him go a little uh, go get a little nuts on somebody? Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a short clip, but there was a lot of f bombs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard him talking uh, about it, and he was nope. saying like that he wouldn't have. If they were just hassling him, he wouldn't have said anything. But it's when he was like, when that guy was saying that Altuve cheated and everything, that's when he like he had he said he had to stand up for his boys or whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> love it. So I saw also there was a lady that called the police um, because her meat was supposedly undercooked. Did y'all see this? No, it's mm -hmm. out of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. There's a little barbecue joint called Clyde Cooper's, and. Uh, Someone, I guess, purchased a plate of uh, maybe it was a barbecue sample. I, I don't know what it is. I know there's a lot of pork involved. And mm. when they got it out into the car, probably eager to dig into it. And they noticed uh, what they thought might have been undercooked meat. So a little, little pink or little, what? little pink. Okay. And then they uh, went back inside. And, and I think Debbie Holt was the owner of the restaurant. And she's the one that dealt with this individual. Mm. And she, uh, she, she explained to her how um, smoking meats work and how it can uh create like a pink hue on certain types of meat certain type of meats absorb that uh, pink color a little bit more than others and especially pork um she did not like that answer and I, I don't know if she was looking for a refund or she was looking for the the meat to maybe go back on the grill and cook a little bit longer but she went outside she called the cops and cops showed up and i think there's like a little bit of um 
uh, a confusion on the cops end, like basically like, why the hell are you wasting my time? Like, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing here? Somebody's uh, got to pay for this. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, whatever article I was reading, I got to the bottom of it, and then you know how it kind of blurs out when they're like, "All right, if you want to continue you this, you got to pay more." And I was like, "Ah, screw this! I'm Subscribe. not reading the rest of this shit." Yeah, losers. So if you want to hear the rest of the story, uh, I don't know search it out on the internet. Good luck. Yeah, hit that hit that subscribe button. Yeah, yeah. And we then can let just us use, know what the story is. Correct. We could just use our imagination. And we'll just know. Like, I mean, can we just I pretend she was probably tased? Uh, uh, I, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the story we should go with. She got tased, uh, and then they force fed her the uh, smoked pork and everything. <laughs> yeah. Then, then the cops were well, all in the back of the pit room, all like you know, super trooper style, and they're sitting there posing with like the uh, the whole hogs and just eating like barbecue plates and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds accurate. Yeah, and that's that's all I had for the uh, intro of the day. Um, we got a, we got a fun little planned uh, episode for you guys. We're gonna talk turkey as well i know the previous episode we talked a little bit about giving you a few tips and tricks on how to improve your turkey game so uh, this episode we're going to go into talking about uh, the different methods of cooking turkey absolutely yeah so oh, maybe we should have put this one out first but uh if you haven't heard the last one there are definitely some badass uh tips that you may not know so go listen to that one when you're done with this one yep the, uh, also, is there uh, there is a recipe we may put up here tonight? Uh, just a recipe. Is it what kind of recipe is this, John? Uh, it's, well, we've got a couple we're going to talk about, but we definitely have a, a like a brine full recipe that we're going to post here in a minute. So, okay. uh, yeah. ready to take a screenshot a or whatever people do now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Screen it. Yeah, screen <laughs> it. Uh, with also, that, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please, please, Jan. Please. Before we let, we, we also have one more thing, John. There is a noise tonight. When this noise is being played, what are we going to be doing? Drink, drink, drink. What, what noise is this? That one right there. That scream noise you just heard. Oh, we're okay. supposed to drink. <laughs> it, it already He's started. like, that's the noise? Okay. <laughs> All right. With that, let's do the hot off the grill barbecue news. Uh, the, the biggest thing I got here is, uh, Memphis in May. I don't know if you guys heard, but they had to switch locations last year. Something to do with the taxes on the location or something. I don't remember the whole story, honestly. Somebody else uh, probably trying to get their hands on that money. I, yeah, I probably. And I think you can hear more about that actually in the barbecue news magazine who sponsors this uh, segment for us, but they're going back to their original location this year or this coming year. Uh, so that's big news and everyone, everyone's pretty excited about that. We haven't been out there, but we need to get out there. Yeah. Next year. Definitely. hundred uh-huh, percent. Uh, and then, uh, the other thing is, and we talked about this last week, we're still doing the, uh, 10% off on Oklahoma Joe's. Uh, and the code for that is holiday 10, all caps, holiday one zero. You get 10% off on pretty much anything Oklahoma Joe's. So slide over there. That's only till December 7th. So yeah, if, you, well, if you don't use it, I, listen. I mean, you're just throwing money away. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. please send me the 10% of money and right. I'll, I'll, uh, buy it for you and I'll get the discount. That's right. But listen, if you're if you're looking to get somebody like I am blown away by this Ryder Deluxe, right? This Ryder, this Ryder pit that it's at John's house that nobody can touch but John. I, I'm blown away by that thing. I'm blown away by this drum, guys. I just cooked. I just cooked a brisket this last weekend. I literally looked at this thing three times. Three times. I put it on. I came back and I pulled and wrapped it. 
I came back and I pulled it. That's how well this thing maintained during a monsoon, during like this this drum, this bronco. I mean, it it outperformed what I thought. Of, I mean, anything I thought it was going to do. Even when I pulled it off, it could have went easily. I felt another two hours. Nice. Yeah. Hey, bring it to it, my house. I'd cut. like to try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never get just, it back. I'll meet you. Yeah. I feel like there's a <laughs> swap then, there. I know. I know James has the uh, reverse flow uh, in his backyard, and you've had a great time with that one, right? I mean, some of the briskets yeah. you've pulled off of there have been some of the best briskets you've done in I don't know how long, James. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, we, we've talked about it on our social media channels. Like, uh, It's quite versatile. I mean, whatever you want to cook on there, whether you want to grill something, smoke something, reverse smoke something, because um, it has uh, the option to move the smokestacks and, and put the baffle plates in there. Uh, we had, I had a lot of questions when people asked when I posted one of the videos, how do you like that, that reverse flow method? How do you like those baffle plates in there? And I'm, I'm always like, it's, it's, it's great if you want to maintain an even temperature. Mm -hmm. Um, it's great if you want to do low and slow type cooks. Um, and then if you want to do, um, uh, if you want to reverse it around and, and go the other way, it's just, it's, it's a literally turn a wrench and that's it. Nice. Nice. So uh, what we're hearing yeah. is Oklahoma Joe's is kick-ass. Use the discount code HOLIDAY10. Get 10% off till December 7th. Uh, and the last thing I got, which is not really barbecue related, but it is kind of an announcement for us, is we recently joined the Odd Pods Media Network, mm-hmm. which uh, is basically right. just a, yeah, a group of podcasts that try to help each other out, build each other up, spread the word. So you'll probably hear us plugging some other podcasts. And uh, I've already listened to a few of them. I think they're fantastic one of them uh from the middle you guys know i talk about them all the time i think they're great mm-hmm. but uh you'll hear more That's about right. that we don't have a ton of info on that to share yet but it's coming yeah the, the main main takeaway is that we're famous now so <laughs> that was all we needed <laughs> that's all we needed so there it is uh awesome yeah. any more news john that's what i got okay there, that the sizzle sound means we're done that's Thank that's you. the uh exit that i needed to hear john all right. so uh <laughs> And cooking any turkey, before we get into methods as far as the different methods, I mean, there's all the, there's one constant out of all these different methods, and you got to brine that turkey. Mm. I'm just, there's no, I can't emphasize this enough. You have to brine it. If not, that bird more than likely is going to be dry and probably a little bit less flavorful. And then, yeah, John threw up the, um, the brine recipe that, uh, I'm not going to say I came up with it all on my own. I mean, I did a lot of research on the uh, the internet, but a lot of them are kind of comparable as far as the salt to sugar ratio. Right, very similar. And then the rest of it is like up to you, man. I mean, your flavors that very you like. Very subjective. Correct, yeah. Uh, you can throw in there. I mean, I wouldn't go like crazy different like flavors and whatever, but I mean, it's all up to what you're used to. Right, right. Yep. So if you're just listening to this, go slide over to the YouTubes and, and at least get yourself a picture of this. Uh, and it might help you. It'll definitely help you. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> it might. It mm. might help you. It definitely will help you. I'm gonna cut him out somewhere in between all that. Right. All right. So yeah, we, let's let's skip right into fried turkey. I mean, it, it's one of the things that, that we've all we've all experienced. We've all been a part of. We've all probably been a part of knockout wood. Um, those those things can go wrong very quickly, depending on the the i guess the safety methods that you don't practice and one of them is making sure your bird is like thawed out completely 
mm-hmm. and make sure it's dried off completely because uh, you got Jan over there with his uh, um, safety expert. I mean, what uh, oil and uh, oil and water go together. I mean, mm. yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Oil and and ice. <laughs> uh, that's how you burn your house down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now you're standing at some really seedy um, Holiday Inn or something like motel. that or motel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, last like, year I I uh, was frying a turkey for Thanksgiving, and I didn't like thaw it out properly all the way first, so there was still like ice in it, like you know, an hour before I was gonna be dropping this thing. So I was like scooping ice out of it and everything, trying to get as much as I could. <laughs> so when I dropped that thing down, it was like a very very slow descent into that oil, so, like trying to keep that thing from popping as little as little as possible. It was still like just boiling over the place. So yeah, definitely make sure you at least oh. thaw that thing out all the way too. All right. Well, I was going to ask for some pro tips from Matt, but it sounds like he's... Uh... Hey, those barbecue fails <laughs> lead to knowledge. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So one of the uh, one of the tips on frying a turkey, you don't want to go super large bird. I mean, you, yeah. you definitely want to go a smaller bird, uh, strictly just for the amount of time it takes you to cook this thing. Because right. there, and I think we may have a temperature to time ratio or whatever it is. Um, but the larger the bird, the longer it's going to take to cook, and that means the outside is going to get way more crispier and well done before that inside gets done. So you want to stick to probably maybe a ten to fifteen pound range on that bird. Yeah, well, it's like it's like six minutes a pound or four minutes a pound minutes. or something yeah, like that. It's about three and a half minutes per pound, I think, if you're going yeah. at three fifty. So, and that's I mean, think about that. I think it's just it's roasting in there right. uh, on a, like a twenty pound bird. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And the, so the bigger bird you got, what the legs are gonna crisp up and fry a lot yeah, faster yeah. than everything the, else. Be toast, so, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely better have a smaller one. Yeah. So. And when you're starting that thing, if you're gonna want to get it, if you're cooking at 350, you want to get it up to about 400 first before you drop that bird in there because you're gonna lose. Yeah, you'll definitely you're lose, lose that lose, lose some temperature, temperature when it goes in. Mm-hmm. Correct. And one uh one good tip as far as um how much oil to add to your your pot because all pots are made differently as far as the sizes that you're using. So. When you have your bird, go ahead and fill it up with water, your pot full of water, and you have your frozen bird, um, go ahead and drop it into that water and, and try to find where that that level is where it's completely submerged mm-hmm. but not like – that way you can tell like it's not going to overflow. Like I fill this <laughs> thing full of oil and I got all this hot oil going everywhere and I'm going to drop my bird in and you're going to have about two gallons of oil spilling out. So it gives you right. kind of an, a, a guideline as far as how much – oil i need to add um yeah and if you're not going to do that if you're going to be unsafe about it make sure you video it so you could possibly win some suckle busters <laughs> right right you know, that's so right you want probably yeah. about what four to five inches of space between you know the top of the oil to the top of the pot mm-hmm. so, and about things definitely be popping 20 20 to 25 feet away from your house <laughs> right right yeah. right and do you guys put the stuffing in the bird when you're getting ready to drop it in there or is how does that work no no don't do okay. that no. no oh also don't do that Remember to pull out that pack of giblets and everything in there before you fry your bird, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and turn the propane off when you drop the bird. That's a good tip, especially if you haven't done it before. Just turn the propane, like get all the way up to 400 or whatever, cut the propane, drop it in, and then turn it back on again. That way, if you do have some spill, you're not dumping it all over the fire. That's pretty smart, actually. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Matt said something smart. There it is. Good. (laughs) He's waiting for applause. Right. (laughs) I was waiting. I was like, uh, "Cue up the uh, applause." Mm. So the best oil to fry with, obviously, you can use 
quite a few out there, but you want to select an oil that has a high smoke temperature, mm -hmm. meaning it uh, will not burn or will not um, catch fire. It doesn't. Yeah, it's, you're talking about something just. It doesn't. It take. It has to burn longer for it to burn up, essentially, or what? Yeah, to ignite. You know what I mean? Right, right. Okay. Where you start, you see, start seeing the smoke coming off, off of it. Uh, peanut oil is one of the the more um, high smoke temp oils out there, and it's widely used by everybody. Of course, everybody. There may be some people out there that have like a, a peanut allergy or whatever, but there's also uh, some oils out there that have a very low smoke point, and right. I think maybe vegetable oil or one of the canolas, or I'm not really sure. Yeah. All I know is peanut is the best, and yeah. it's usually what you see. What about uh, like beef tallow? Can we do one in beef tallow? <laughs> oh man! How you know what? Try it, John. Try it. Right. Probably the best damn turkey you ever had. <laughs> right? How many? Why does my turkey taste like a brisket? This is fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's going to do it. Yes, if you do, let us know about it. I've only ever done peanut oil, and I've never been disappointed. So hmm. I don't know about doing vegetable or canola or anything else, but peanut oil always works. So with frying, I, like I have not fried a, a lot of turkeys. Uh, as far as temperature when you're pulling it, I'm assuming it's the same. But do you have to pull it any sooner, or because uh, it's going to carry 170. that heat? 170? 170. 170. In the in the are you talking in the dark meat or in the, where are you, where are you checking it? Like wherever you think it's going to be the uh, coolest. So like if you got a large breast on that turkey, then probably right in the center there. Okay, and you're pulling 170. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then letting it rest 15 minutes after I pull. So it's probably getting up to 175 or more. Yeah, it's it's going to continue cooking after you pull it. Okay. Yeah, and the little guideline that uh, that we have, so deep frying a turkey will take about three and a half minutes per pound to fry at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. A 12-pound bird will prox approximately take about 42 minutes to deep fry. And uh, as Matt alluded to, the thickest part of the thigh should be around 180 degrees Fahrenheit. There you go. Yeah, I do. I do. I know that says three and a half minutes per pound. I do three minutes per pound and pull it 170. So, yeah. And here's your own. Here's another pro tip. Go ahead and get yourself a rack of ribs and uh, cut them up, season them up a little bit. Please season them, and then throw it in the throw in the oil and deep fry some ribs. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. And while you got that oil going, just throw whatever the hell else you want in there. <laughs> exactly. I did. I did a whole chicken last time. You know, I did the ribs, like whatever else I could find. We were just frying in there while we had that thing going. So <laughs> it's so funny how that happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's already fired up. Let's cook something else. I'm right. the same way with you the smoker. You didn't buy all that oil just for one turkey. You know, come on. We got to get the best use out of it. Uh, it's so funny. If I see a grill going and there's still a lot of charcoal, I'm like, we got to cook something else. Right. <laughs> we can't waste that charcoal. That's funny. Anything else turkey-wise? I think we just I think we covered everything. I don't think there's anything left to know on fried turkeys. No, yeah. I think we're good on that. We're going to slide over to smoked turkey, which... Um, You know what the scream means. Hmm. See, I think it's weird. Like you, you do some of the research and again, I'm by no means an expert, but you, you know, when you smoke a turkey, it tells you that, um, uh, you can cook to it. You cook the bird to 165, but when you deep fry it, it's saying cook it to 180 mm -hmm. or 170. But when you're deep frying, they're saying check it in the thigh. When you smoke it, are you still checking it in the thigh? Or are you I checking it in the breast? I think you're supposed to check it in the thigh as well. Hmm. I don't know. I've always checked it by the breast, and then, honestly, I pull more like 160 and let it carry over. Yeah, maybe maybe it's because it's like, uh, again, I maybe it's because it, it, you're only cooking this bird for like 42 minutes, mm -hmm. 
Uh, so you got to take it up a little bit higher temperature as opposed to if you smoke one, it's probably going to take you like two hours or three hours or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, and when you smoke one, you definitely don't want to be running that thing at uh, like you would a brisket, 225 or 250. You want to get that thing going a little warmer, right? I think so. Probably like 275 to, to 350 degrees is probably the most optimal temperature to do the smoke turkey at. Not end up with rubber skin? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, that's probably like the, one of the worst things I've seen. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm almost like even hotter. Like, we, you know, we do a spatchcock on Thanksgiving Day. Sometimes we're, we're closer to 400 when we're putting that turkey on. Now, I do know once we put the turkey on, the temperature's going to lower down a little bit, but definitely don't want that that rubbery skin. You know, when, when you smoke for about like four or five hours at a low temperature, that skin just becomes, I don't know, it's just not yeah. good. Yeah, no, I mean, and the, some of those turkey skins can be pretty pretty thick. Mm-hmm. And I know when I do the smoke, just the smoke turkey breast, uh, I'll, I'll pull that skin off separately and I'll cook it separate and just make like these like, chicken like crackling mm-hmm. type pieces so Those are good. that may be an option for your your thanksgiving type deal uh to not remove the skin because you obviously want the skin in there to protect the the meat but afterwards why not remove that skin i mean if it's rubbery remove it throw it back on the smoker throw it back on the grill and fire that thing up and and get you some cracklings going oh yeah so yeah, I think smoking is my preferred method. I definitely like to. Uh, I don't know if you're getting ready to switch into this gear here, but um, doing the uh, the spatchcock. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's definitely the way I did. Last year I did one where I actually split it like we do a chicken in a competition, and and I actually treated it almost like a chicken. I glazed it and everything. But uh, I'll get that video up again so folks can see it. But uh, spatchcock. Yeah, spatchcocking, and I was gonna tell you that. Uh and we can combine spatchcocking and, and smoking because it's usually what we do is we smoke uh, the birds as well. Uh, when we but spatchcocking is re- uh, cutting along both sides of the backbone of the turkey and uh, removing the the backbone, and then you open it up, smush it down to where it's completely fat, flat. Tuck the wings up behind its, you know, mm-hmm. head that's not there, um, and then cook it that way. Everything's kind of flat. It usually it probably takes you about an hour and a half or. Or, or, or so to cook this bird. If you're cooking, like Jan was saying, uh, uh, 350 degrees, maybe uh, um, 380, somewhere in there. It cooks it quick. All the meat is everything kind of in a level position where they all cook at a even temperature. So usually your, your, your meat's finished at the same time. I know every time I've done it, it I just family members just ranting and rave over it. Like, how did you get it so juicy or how how'd you get it so whatever? It's like, okay, well, you didn't cook it for eight hours or whatever it is. Right. Now, whenever you spatchcock, when you spatchcock your turkeys, are you doing it on the smoker? Or are you doing it like on a Weber over coals? I, I do. I we've been doing them on the Weber. We we've done it in a uh, pit before, but they're all indirect heat. Yeah, same. I've done it on on the on the pellet grills too. I'll probably do one this year on the the Ryder Deluxe. Uh, try out see how that goes but okay i'll run it hot you know i'll run it like you said 353.75 i just think it's different on the weber i just think the turkey hits different on the weber uh i i don't mind a, a smoked turkey like that but if i'm going to smoke it i'm only going to maybe give it maybe an hour smoke bath or something but i want to put it back onto something that's going to be closer to 350 i think historically it's just it's just done really well yeah. Some of the best turkeys ever had in my life happened like 
18 feet right there, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, there may be something to the Weber's where it kind of has that kind of convection type um, heating where the, 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 the heat will rise up around that dome and then it just rolls up around everything. So it, that may be something to it. Cause we've always had crispy skin, mm-hmm. uh, no issue with that whatsoever. And the, and everything's always been tender and juicy. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, you, like you say, you could do it on an offset or a reverse or whatever, but you're, yeah. you're going to want to make sure you're keeping that thing running hot. Yeah. And if you do put it on a smoker per se, uh, you, you need to watch out because, I mean, those tend to darken up quite a bit. 100%. Um, so you you may have to involve a little uh, foil yeah. action, a little boating. A little tent. Correct. Yeah. And I made a little side note um, where I was like, the, the types of woods that you use to smoke your turkey, um, you got to be re- really careful with that. I mean, it depends on if you really like that real smoke, smoke flavor. Uh, but typically they like to say stick between your fruit woods. So your apples and cherries and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that is a more milder smoke flavor, right. and it, it really goes well with the the mild protein of the um, the turkey. Yeah, you could use oak, you can use hickory, but you, you're definitely gonna want to like limit. Right, right. You you want to hit it with no mesquite. No, nah, not really. Gotcha. Right, is that uh, is that wrapping up our turkey talk? We have any other tips, Matt? You got anything? I think that's it. I got, I got one really quick. Uh, so if you're smoking it, don't forget to put a drip pan. Uh, whether you're in a Weber or you're on a smoker, put a drip pan underneath it and catch those juices. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not saving your juices to make some sort of gravy with it. Um, then you're fucking up. Yeah. A, yes. <laughs> B, uh, it's also keeping your pit clean because those birds are going to drop a lot of grease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something you're going to have to pick up and clean up later. So that'll keep your uh, pit a little bit more cleaner. Mm. One thing we didn't talk about either was injecting them. So whenever I'm frying a turkey, I usually, last time I did it, I did two full bottles of injection into a single turkey. Well, damn. So, and everybody said it came out freaking fantastic. So I would do at least one bottle of a full injection. Um, but I think I did one. It was the, it was like a Cajun flavored one. Yeah, and then Tony's the, one? Yeah. And then there was a, like a more buttery one. And I did both of those and just loaded that sucker up. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Last little thing is, is don't don't be afraid uh, of some pink turkey meat, and then I'll, I'll press it, preference that with uh, you're safe as long as you have an accurate thermometer and uh, you cook your bird to 165 degrees. This is smoking, so obviously right. smoking you're going to get like a little bit of a pink hue, yeah. Um, especially uh, in the maybe thigh area where it's gonna there's not a whole lot of meat there to begin with, and so a lot of smoke will kind of penetrate there. Mm-hmm. And just as we alluded to earlier with the the crazy lady there in that uh, barbecue restaurant in Raleigh, um, it as long as your your thermometer's accurate, you're good to go. Right. right. Well, according to the USDA, yeah. so that's the, their disclaimer. So if you get food poisoning, it's not up to me. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Live on the edge a little. Come on. Right. Uh, were you fixing to say something, Jen? Yeah, I listen. Uh, obviously, I just want to go back to that story earlier. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know the lady that complained about her food being whatever. But you don't know her. Also, all, no, I'm just saying I, I don't know about her mental status or anything else. But I'm just saying, if she didn't like it, and she said, "Hey, this is this is not done for enough for me. I want my money back," or whatever the case may be, and it had to lead to an altercation. You're like, what? You know what I mean? Like, right. This is give her money back to her to leave or, <laughs> or whatever, you know? It's like, I mean, get out. Yeah. Don't yeah. Come back. Right. It's but like then, that. It's like a taser. 
and tase them, but they don't get off the property. Like, all right, tase. Uh, right. You give them one verbal warning, please leave my property, and then two, sir, it's Sir, I'm verbal warning you. <laughs> right. It's like that one guy. Well, it's not like that one guy. We had that. We talked about that story story earlier in the year about this guy. Uh, basically, didn't get his barbecue sauce when he went to. He went back with a gun. Yeah, yeah he went back and uh, I guess uh, shot one of the the, the workers said, there. Somebody yeah. give me some barbecue sauce. Got to be some good sauce. Right. I'm like, I, I hope sauce. he likes the barbecue sauce in prison. I mean, I don't even know if they have barbecue sauce in prison, but uh, I hope they like it. Who's bro? Who says he's locked up? Mm, true. Yeah. Matt, go lock the doors. <laughs> I want to. I want. Oh, something real quick before we before we jump into the next part. I I, I was going to mention during the barbecue news, and I forgot. Uh, barbecue Nation. If you guys aren't familiar with that show, it's a it's a radio program slash podcast. Our buddy JT oh, over there and Leanne Whippin. Uh, we're going to be on their program. We're recording with them next week, so I don't know if it'll be out like at the end of the week or the next weekend or whatever. And we'll put some, some stuff out there on our social media about it. But, uh, that's cool. Hopefully we'll be on the radio, which is super awesome. Yeah. And we'll probably get picked up next thing you know, we're famous. Uh, we'll have much better producing and everyone will be happy. Yeah. But I'm excited about it. I mean, I, I think there's like a, we, we missed a phone call from Joe Rogan or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's no big deal. <laughs> famous. Forget that. Guy. I like how John turns around and goes, and then we'll just become this and then we'll be happy. Right. <laughs> it's like yes. the end. The end. Yeah. When does the money start rolling in? Happily out? ever after. Yeah. And I guess this probably takes us into the um Well, before we get into the beer review, let's pay some bills real quick and then we'll then we'll slide into there, there it is. There it is. Always yeah. always pushing John. I'm sorry. I'm I'm yep. This episode is brought to you in part by Oklahoma Joe's new Rider Deluxe Pellet Grills. Since the company's humble beginnings in 1987, Oklahoma Joe has helped those who appreciate the process and the craft of smoking. What began with Joe Davidson, a member of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, and a dozen hand-built smokers at the Oklahoma State Fair over 30 years ago, has since forged an Oklahoma Joe's brand that builds some of the most sought-after smokers. Oklahoma Joe has a proud history of creating uncompromising smokers and grills with carefully crafted design. And the newest generation of the popular Ryder Series pellet grills carries on this tradition. The new features in the Oklahoma Joe's Ryder Deluxe pellet grills include a pit control 2.0 system that delivers the category's first dual sensor temperature control. Fire focused dual sensor feedback optimizes temperature control based on selected cooking styles, low and slow smoking, or high heat grilling. A power feed system that boasts the high torque auger motor that powers through pellets for incredible power and performance. The new Rider Deluxe series builds on several popular features including smoke and sear modes which features an impressive temperature range that runs from 200 degrees Fahrenheit to a searing hot 650 degrees Fahrenheit and a 20 pound quick draw hopper that allows unused pellets to be drained in seconds for simple storage, removal, and swapping of pellet flavors. Guys, if you want to find out more information about the new Rider Deluxe Series pellet grills from Oklahoma Joe, check out the Oklahoma Joe's website, and the link is in our description in the bio, and that's oklahomajoes.com. There you go. Now it is time. Grabbing the brisket. Beer review. Beer review. And, uh... Hey, John. Yep. Hey, uh, next time, uh, I think I think you got to mute your mic next time uh, when we go through the uh, the ads there. 
Oh, we couldn't hear anybody except for you. Oh. Because you were talking. <laughs> Anyways, who brought this beer? Okay. Who did bring this beer? James? I well, James. I, I, yeah, I purchased it. Uh, I think John physically brought it over here. Um, so we, we got uh, another beer from the Martin House Brewing Company. John's got his... Uh, so we are officially now sponsored by Martin House, and I guess <laughs> I we're gonna we were. we're gonna keep saying that until they uh, actually uh, sponsor hey, we, us. John, make this happen. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the other John, Martin House John. Bye. <laughs> so I I've had one of these beers before, so I, I'm already kind of familiar with it. Uh, this is the Shell Shock from Martin House Brewery. This is a Imperial Stout with pecans, fudge, caramel, and vanilla. This is a 10% alcohol by volume, so this thing does have a little punch. Yep. It's good. Not to, be, not to <laughs> mention the the badass can. I mean, yeah. 10 points if you can name the um, Ninja Turtle. Leonardo. I can't see which color his uh, thing is. Super dark, so. It's Leonardo. Is it blue? It's blue. Okay. It's Leonardo. And he's going up against Shredder, and you can definitely see uh, you got Master Splinter up there in the uh, high wire. Um, cool art can. I know one, probably longtime listeners of the Grabbing the Brisket podcast when we first started doing beer reviews. I know Jan used to really cut yeah. down these beer manufacturers that use these little plastic wraps on their cans. But I think since then, Jan has kind of relaxed yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's kind of softened it. up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's not really guys. Less of a wiener. Yeah. No, I mean I understand why they do it, uh, but yeah, you know what? This is great artwork. It, this is just and once once you start noticing how good the artwork really is, it really doesn't matter to be honest with you. You know? Yeah, I mean they can contact me. I can I can draw a Ninja Turtle, so um, <laughs> it's probably look just like this. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, maybe we can get around grabbing the brisket beer. Yes. Yeah. All you have to be able to do is draw a turtle. So. Yeah. Hey. Now, now what, Martin House? Huh? <laughs> I guess we could actually talk about the beer a little bit. We could do that. Let's go into it. Yeah. So I don't know how many Imperial Stouts you guys have had, but usually they're like pretty like harsh. They have like a strong bite to them. This is yeah. surprisingly smooth. Like I had to like double take like at the scroll here. I was like, is that really an Imperial Stout? Because it's very very smooth. I mean, it's got a lot of stuff in there: pecans, yeah, fudge, a lot of, lot caramel, of vanilla. Uh, and it's ten well, percent. Yeah, so. very, very smooth. Uh, but but it leaves that little tingle mm-hmm, on your mm-hmm. tongue to let about, you know it is ten percent. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's that alcohol. You're like, hmm, that's tasty. That's different. I, I, they don't mm. say it on there, but I swear I'm getting like cherry flavors out of this thing. Maybe that's just me. But I'm I'm loving the flavor too. Hmm. Uh, I think I've already told you this, guys. This is probably one of my best, my favorite stouts that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. I think this might be my favorite Imperial Stout ever. Really? Yeah. It's good. I like it. I don't, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I like it. Yeah. I do like See, it. I think me and John just have just opposite like taste buds yeah. or whatever. What's that other beer you got stacked in your fridge? It's so good. And you're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, it's that uh, no label brewing um, Gillies beer. Yeah, it's so Straight good. Straight trash. No, it's really good. <laughs> Straight trash. Yeah, we're not going to review that because it would be a waste of time. Right. You'd give it a three, and I'd give it a freaking eight and a half or nine. I, so. I give it a zero now. So, <laughs> mm. 
Jan, do you have any other notes on this? Uh, it's it's tasty AF. Uh, okay. You shouldn't say that. They already have a beer by Saloon Door. Uh, it actually has one that. Um, it's a great beer. I don't know if it actually beats the tasty AF for me, though. Anyway, that's a peanut butter stout. The ridiculous or whatever. AF? Yeah. Well, they have they have two. They have the tasty and they have the ridiculous. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about this one. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said it. Um, mm. It's, it's great. It's a great beer. Our sponsorship is out the window. It's now. not my what? I said our sponsorship is out the window now. <laughs> it's an eight four. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cheers. God dang it! I this of a this beer will tell you one hundred percent whether you're getting messed up for the night or not. You know what I mean? Like this is the beer you get to. Like this is your first beer or second beer of the night. It sets the tone for the rest of the night. You know what I mean? This is what you start off with. Um, this this tells you, let's go. Now, I'm going to go ahead and go next because I want to raise the bar on this thing because I'm really, really liking this beer. I'm going to give this a 9.5. What the f- Yeah, I really, really like this grill stout. It's smooth. It's The flavors in it are just hitting just right. And like Jan said, yeah, it's got that, it's it's like got that little, little tingle. Foster. Yeah. Nine is it like is there like a little bit of that cough syrup taste to it? No, you know what I mean. No, I'm not getting there at all. That's the one. cherry he's 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 talking about. I think. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. The joke. No, but no, it's funny because a lot of these kind of beers they do kind of have that little bit of that in there, right? You know, but not this one. Hmm. This is no. an excellent beer. Okay. Yeah, hey, well, do you guys like how I put the little ticker on there? Can you I guys do. see that? I do. I'm looking cool? at it. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you're not watching us on YouTube, you should be because it's super fancy, dude. Hey. Looks Almost good, like John. you know what you're doing. Professional. <laughs> Almost. Uh, yeah. Hey, Martin House Brewing. These these are mad scientists already. They're putting out how many different flavors of beer a year? Oh, God, a lot. Do you remember how many? Uh, it was a it lot. Was I don't remember. 150, 100, like, like that. A couple, like a hundred or something. Yeah. It's crazy how many they pick. Yeah. So they, they do a lot back, of yeah. they do a lot of just like throw a bunch against the wall and just see see what sticks. I think Man, you're right. When, when they stick, they stick. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're good. I, I, I'll uh, jump in there. Um, I think Matt Matt kind of hit the uh, the nail on the head there. The, a lot of the imperial stouts and, and a lot of the stouts in general that I've that I've tried it always have been bitter. And you just had that kind of just like bitter chocolate, almost like burnt chocolate. And they throw in that peanut butter. It just. I think that's what good. John and I like about it. It's mm-hmm. good, but I'm just like, it's not, I'm not you know a fan. I mean? This yeah. right here, I'm a fan 100%. Uh, I will go to um, HEB and I'll purchase another two, four packs of this just to have in the garage. I'm going to go. Oh, man, I don't want to copy Matt, but uh, I'm going to go 9.6. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, good, score. Like good score, James. Look at you awesome. giving a real score. Yeah, right. Not okay. a round number for the first time in mm-hmm. like probably eight months. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, there it is. I like it. I like it a lot. Don't. don't I'm not. I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Bro, you know. You, you know you're closer to me. I'm 100. I like it. I, for me, I like James is not in for the peanut butter. I love the peanut butter chocolate combo and a stout. It's my favorite. This is still good though. But like Matt said, I'm tasting a little cherry in there. And for me is a little bit cough syrupy. Uh, but again, I do like this. I would buy this. I would drink it again. I'm going to go 8.1. Okay. 
This is good. It's very it's good. A1. It's a weak score. It's a great beer. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I like it. But it, it, this, this is, a, it, it's almost like a chocolate covered cherry flavor mm-hmm. right here. It's, it's, it's very, it's a very decadent beer. It's a cordial uh, cherry. And, and, and it, it being 10%, I mean, let's go. That, that definitely like, helps you know the score, doing. right? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Well, Right hey, here. Hey, let's not waste any more of this beer on you. Can you just hand me the rest of yours? Mine's, <laughs> mine's almost gone here. So okay. well, uh, hey, we scored it high too, Matt. We're not giving right. any of this away. Yeah, wiener. All right. So hey, this concludes oh, uh, grabbing the brisket beer review. Are you telling me nobody else planned the rest of this episode out? Jesus, Look, we have a, guys, uh, a fundraiser coming up this weekend. Yeah. We do. We, so we do we're, we're doing the uh, the, the fundraising. Uh, I think, I think uh, James and Matt or somebody had gotten together, and uh, with the uh, Rachi family, and we're doing a fundraiser uh, for what was it for, James? So we're we're cooking briskets for it's the Orphan Grain Train. It's a charitable organization that uh, Mr. Yep. Mike Rachi um, is a manager for in the Houston area. So he, he invited us out, uh, asked us if we would cook some briskets. We were like, yeah, Hey, we'd love to help out. So we, we got that going on Friday. I do have a chili cook off at work tomorrow. Um, nice. So I, I, I have that going down. So we need to get pre- prepared for that. And I mean, I'm just gonna have to kick everybody's ass. I mean, I don't, <laughs> it, my, my work chili thing is, is so, I guess, how do I put this where I'm not going to offend anybody? Um, uh, I, I think it's ran well, but I think it's definitely not a competition-ran chili cook-off. You know what I mean? They, they have a lot of volunteers that they get together, and then they kind of organize the event. And uh, But I can tell you for sure, one year, and I haven't changed my recipe up whatsoever, but one year I went in there, and uh, I think there was eight judges, and I got like nine. I think it's a score from zero to ten. First of all, why do you even have zero um, on this thing, right? <laughs> so it's zero to 10, and there's about six to eight judges. I don't remember how many it was. And it was like I, my scores, and they give it to you a week after so you can see where you, you fell into. That particular year, we did not win, uh, or we didn't place in the top three or whatever whatever they call out. So I got the scorecard, and it was like nine, eight, nine, ten, nine. Eight, zero. Zero? What? Zero. Uh-huh. And it, that zero just shot me out. Like, there's no, there's no way of recovering from, like, I'm like, what, what's going on there? It's like somebody just didn't, did, like. Did you ask? Uh, no, I didn't press it. I mean. Was it spicy? It wasn't spicy at all. Okay. I mean, so it, it was very just like kind of in the middle um, type deal. Yeah. There's one guy. and I, Let me ask you. There's one guy, and I got a secret to his, his chili. Um, and I'll put it out to everybody in the world. You're messing up, bro. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is you, this is how you lose lips, sink ships, man. You can't give all them secrets out. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying I use this, and I, and I don't use this secret, but he uses um, he uses uh, tomato soup huh. in his chili. And the dude wins. I mean, I guess he's, it's he's been a winning. Very familiar taste. Right. right. He's been winning. Also, he was always usually the first one that signs up. And he's like table number one or spot mm. number one, and he's the first picked up. I don't yeah. know if that has anything to do with it. I think it. so because people are hungrier and they want to 
taste it by the time you get to the 50th chili you know i'm sure it kind of starts right. running together a little bit true how yeah. many teams they usually got out there uh this year i think they have about 15 teams okay yeah you, it's going up to where that we've had like about 30 or so teams uh, and it's pretty cool they do little skits people like uh will uh do performances out there because it's you got showmanship and then you got chili and they do a dessert contest as well so usually people that are do the uh showmanship put on the skits and stuff like that they really don't give a shit about chili or whatever then you got people like oh, i'm gonna cook chili but i really don't care about doing a show so usually <laughs> it's like but you gotta it's so it's so freaking awkward you, you gotta stand by your table and all the judges come by there's like six of them and you're just like standing just staring at them awkwardly it's like oh stirring your chili like and they're just waiting for you to do something bro you gotta sell it baby you gotta <laughs> that's your that's how you sell it yeah I did dress up, uh, probably my first year there, second year, I did dress up like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I didn't win. So after that, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not embarrassing myself Bro, in front of my coworkers. You got dressed up tomorrow. Yeah, you should. Nope, not happening. <laughs> so uh, that's what I got going on. And also, uh, I mean, we're, we're we're cooking for the um, the the charity, so we we got a shit ton of briskets that we're gonna um, bust out on Johnny and June. So it should be fun. Should be a lot of content and a lot Grab of stuff em. that we created. Yeah, that's right. Grabbing yeah. the brisket is cooking some briskets for yeah, a charitable cause. Yep. So, all right. Well, uh, the Astros game is on. Can we call this thing a night and uh, put a bow on it? Yeah. We don't have any uh, wins, fails, or anything like that. I got nothing. Man, guys, hey, out there in the uh, the internet land, uh, if you want to win a free bottle of Suckle Busters, all you got to do is uh, shoot us a message. You can call us. Phone number is, John, can we put that on the screen? I can. Uh, I'll go ahead and put it out there, 434-829-2299. And to be fair, I do actually have some, but I don't have them ready. So no it's winner It's on the screen right there. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, all you have to do is just uh, either you can email us, you can send us a voicemail. You send us a voicemail, you're going to make it on the show. Yeah, you get top and, of the list if you do yeah, that. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to make it on the show, and you're going to make it on one of our podcast episodes. So uh, then you might be famous, like just like us. So Right. Uh-huh. Just kidding. <laughs> Cheers, guys. I- I'm surprised we haven't got any more like, um, drink um, buzzers, John. I think we're just drinking enough as is, but yeah. Already drank, John. There it is. There it is. So, if people wanted to get a hold of us, John, where can they go? Yeah, John, where do they go? Grabthebrisket.com. Uh, and that's where you'll find all of our stuff. All the stuffs you want to find will be on grabthebrisket.com. Uh, all of our social medias, all of our swag, all of our videos, all of our podcasts, you can find it all right there. Grabthebrisket.com. Yeah, I love that. And I don't know if you guys do this as well, but uh, you know, I'm sitting at work just doing my nine to five. And I'll just Google grab the brisket and just so much grab the brisket just comes up everywhere. So Mm. now I'm just like, I don't want to feel like a jackass or just like, Hey, just Google grabbing the brisket. Um, it's a lot quicker because it'll, our website will show up all our YouTube videos, all our, our TikToks and all the, the Instagrams and stuff like everything just pops up. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. And I thunk through like three or four pages to see if there's like any weird shit, but I haven't seen anything yet. So, uh, uh, also all of our beers on there. So if, if yeah. you're interested more in the beer side than the barbecue side, because we do talk a lot of beer, mm-hmm. there's a lot of lists on there that'll tell you like this is the beer to try. There's also a list that tells you like this is not the beer to try. But 
A lot of recommendations. Uh, and and if you know somebody from Martin House Brewery, uh, please have them come contact us so we can talk about a sponsorship. Um, okay. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Sucklebusters Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Dow Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.